Hi everyone and welcome to the Healthy and Aligned Podcast. In this episode, we will take a close look at what we mean when we talk about healing and healing modalities. You will hear me talking about that a lot because this is what the Healthy and Aligned Podcast and Zen and Green is all about. It's about transformation, it's the healing journey, it's about finding out how to go on that journey where to start, what do we need to heal in the first place. It's about what is blocking us, holding us back to heal and what methods might support us to overcome that. Actually, when we think about the word healing, it's so interesting because it means something different for everyone and it could be healing physical injuries, it could be healing mental difficulties that you're having or traumas or spiritual healing soul-based healing healing your energies it's a vast array of possible healing journeys that we can go on and they all obviously influence each other so that is the beauty about holistic health we are not just single puzzle pieces but we are the entire picture so if you add a puzzle piece here and turn it in the right direction out of a sudden you can see the entire picture so when we talk about healing modalities what we mean are different approaches tools strategies that can bring about healing in the western world I guess not only, but especially, or that's at least what I can talk about. During the last decades, we focused mainly on medical healing at the doctor's office. And we still do to this day. And I don't want to speak badly about doctors or the school medicine, not at all. I think it's great. It's amazing what can be done there. It's amazing at healing things that are broken. However, it's not the only way of healing. And if we look back, our ancestors, they used a multitude of healing modalities. When the classical medicine wasn't as far, people were still healing. So that could be herbal medicine or shamanic practices, energy healing, and so on. Your healing journey is as unique as you are. And it's an interesting challenge to find the set of tools that resonate with you and that actually work for you. And a big part of that challenge is to try out different methods and see what they do for you. So you are probably familiar with tons already. There's yoga, there's breath work, healing crystals, human design readings that can give you a better understanding of who you are and how you function and how your energy works. There's Ayurveda, sound therapy, Reiki, prayer, acupuncture, cupping therapy, infrared sauna, shamanic shaking. There's so many I could go on and on and on. And it's very fun to discover them and to try them out. And some will work better for you than others. Some might not work for you just yet, but they might do in the future. So it's quite an interesting topic to kind of investigate and find your own set and your own collection of strategies that work. For me currently, I use mainly four different methods for my own healing. And those are also the methods that I use for the coaching offers at Zen and Green and anything basically that I share on this podcast, on social media, on Instagram or 
on my newsletter. So those you will find more often when you follow me and what I do. And the four are tapping, meditation, journaling, and of course, coaching. And now I would like to talk about each of these methods so you can get to know them a little bit better. Some you might be familiar with, others might be new to you or you haven't really tried them. So yeah, let's do it. So let's talk about meditation first. I started meditating probably around six years ago. And at that time, it was something that others would be aware of. It wasn't so outlandish than it probably has been like 15 years ago. But also, it wasn't really mainstream and not as accepted as it is today. And I got a lot of questions when I talked about it. I heard about a lot of misconceptions about meditation. And yeah, I did it anyways, basically. And I usually use guided meditation. I have the Headspace app, which is really awesome, I think. But there's also other apps that can help you, like Calm is also a very popular one. And the Headspace app is one that works very well for me. And I basically meditate first thing in the morning, every morning for five or six years now. And it gives me a time of mental stillness and clarity. And I mean, I said I do it first thing in the morning. And yes, sometimes I do fall back asleep during my meditation session. But that's totally fine. For me, it's so much more important that I do it consistently rather than that I do it the so-called right way. Um, so I rather stick to it and, you know, risk to fall asleep once in a while. There are many different types of meditation that I personally use. Of course, there's so many more out there. Really cool one, really crazy ones. You can easily just Google them and figure out what is out there. But most of the time for me, I simply sit in stillness. It might sound difficult. And to be honest, in the beginning, it was a bit difficult. But by now I can do it with less mental chatter, less physical struggle that I used to have in the beginning of just sitting still. And even though there are days where I find it more difficult than on others, that's totally fine. And that's also something that I learned through meditation, that it is not about the, in quotes, doing it right. It's just about being. And this concept took me a moment to actually understand and integrate. But now it, yeah, it fulfills me so much and I really, really enjoy it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it for such a long time. Another type of meditation that I use are body scans, which I do when I feel like I'm not in touch with my body or when I'm all over the place, busy with life. And then a body scan meditation is just the perfect tool for me to just, you know, focus back inside, get in tune with my body and kind of calm down. Another one I use are imagination journeys and those for me, they are perfect when I need a break from the daily hustle and bustle and I just want to give my mind, my body and my soul a moment of rest and just relaxation. So I really, really enjoy imagination journeys as well because they bring me to a faraway place sometimes or a different place at least. And the last one that I use um, and I love as well are visualizations and they are very powerful for me now. I had trouble in the beginning, I couldn't really get into it, but I just kept on doing it and now I feel 
it's working so well. And visualization practices are so powerful for me to understand my dreams and what that actually looks like, how I do want to live my life, how I want to show up in the world. So especially when I'm not sure where I should direct my energy or how I should define my goals, I use one of those visualization meditations to help me get clarity and be be in tune with myself, basically. So the next one is tapping. And it's one of those methods that I don't think that it is very wildly known just yet, as it's also rather young. It was created sometime in the 90s, I think. And basically what you do is, as the name says, you tap on specific acupoints on your body and you talk through a specific topic. So it sounds very easy and that's exactly what it is. So the topics that you can talk about could be any challenge you're facing, for example, anxiety. I use it a lot for anxiety because I have uh, my fair share of that one as well. Then you can tap on physical symptoms or if you want to achieve something and you need a mindset shift around it, tapping is perfect for that. Removing limiting beliefs. For example, if you have money beliefs which are blocking your financial flow, tapping is really great for that. And currently there's also quite some research studies and case studies around the topic and I have this feeling that it's going to grow and become more popular in the future and it is such an easy tool so I would be surprised if it wasn't used more in the future as well. So we tap on specific acupoints and speak out loud what we are working through. That means you have a somatic experience and you activate specific parts in your brain that calm down your nervous system and also rewire your brain to remove old thinking patterns. So that is pretty awesome because it's so easy to do. All you need are your fingers and your voice and you don't need any additional equipment so anyone can do it and it can be quick, it can be long, it's super versatile so I'm actually really in love with this method and I tap almost daily and I'm still amazed by what it does to me and how much it has helped me to change in the past years. Actually doing this Recording a podcast, I don't think I would do it if I hadn't tapped on it. And yeah, I enjoy it. I love it. And I love it actually so much that I got certified as a tapping practitioner. And now tapping is also part of my coaching offers and whatever I offer also on Instagram or in my newsletter, you will come across it more often. So if it's not clear to you yet what tapping actually is, don't worry about it because just follow along, you will learn about it, do it alongside with me and in no time you will probably fall in love with this tool too. Oh, the journaling. <laughs> it took me years to get warm with it. I had always heard other people rave about it and they loved it and thought it was super helpful in their life and they wouldn't want to live without their journal. But somehow for me, it was always very difficult because I thought of myself as not much of a writer. I'm very slow at writing. I never find the right words and so on. So I had a lot of those weird self-defined reasons why I should not do it. And then I took part in Gala Darling's High Vibe 55 Challenge, 
which is basically a 55 day long challenge where you have a list of activities that you do every day. And one of these things on the list was to journal every day. So I chose or I decided to do three pages every morning in my journal. And well, I did it almost every morning. And through this process, I learned so much about it. And I really started to embrace my journaling practice. And I also removed my limiting beliefs as I am not such a good writer. So I figured out that it doesn't matter how well I can write. It's just me and my thoughts on a piece of paper. It's not for anybody else to read. It doesn't even have to make sense. And it's simply a tool for me to clear my mind and investigate my current beliefs on specific topics. So there's nothing to be nervous about or scared about. I enjoy it. I do it every morning. It's actually part of my mental hygiene. And I learned two different types of journaling. I'm pretty sure there are many more, but those are the two that I use. So the one is what is called the morning pages. And that's something I learned from Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. That's a classic. I'm pretty sure some of you have heard of it or even read it. And if you haven't, I can only recommend that book. It's really, really cool. And it really opens up your perspective on creativity. And those morning pages are basically three pages you write as a brain dump. So whatever comes to your mind, you just write it down. And mostly my morning pages don't make sense. It's a seemingly random collection of sentences or I switch topics in the middle of a sentence. Sometimes I even journal about not wanting to journal because I don't feel like it. But whatever I write, I make sure that I fill those three pages. And as I said, it's my form of mental hygiene. I unload whatever chaos is in my head onto those pages and I gain more clarity and calmness from it. So I can only recommend it. If you haven't tried it, give it a shot and stick to it for a moment. So maybe you can give yourself a challenge to to stick for it for more than two days. The other type that I use are journaling prompts. And those are basically questions that you answer in your journal. So it's a very reflective activity and more of a deliberate investigation of your thoughts on a chosen topic. So to give you an example, journal prompts, for example, on the topic of money mindset, there a set of questions could be, how do you feel about rich people? What did you learn about money from your parents? When did you ever feel rich? Or what does it mean to be rich for you? And so on. I think you get the picture. And those questions are posed in a way for you to deep dive into the topic and better understand how you're currently thinking about it. And usually those are not questions we ask ourselves in daily life. So it allows for the time and the space to think about it and uncover a way of thinking that you're not aware of mostly. And Quite often, I have the experience that I don't agree with those ways of thinking that I was unconscious of and that I kind of brought up to the surface with the journaling. And then I know where I can work on to kind of readjust my mindset or my belief system on that specific topic. So, for example, when I journaled on my money mindset, I found out that I didn't think very positively about what I considered rich people. 
and I had some beliefs that I associated with them having money instead of just accepting that this is who they are with or without the money. So that was a big shift for me to actually also embrace the idea of maybe being a rich person myself. And today I do feel like I'm a rich person. So I think that one worked really out. So journaling prompts are very useful and can be very powerful if you allow yourself to actually dig deep into the topic and be reflective on it. So coaching, obviously that's such a special method for me to grow and develop. I am a coach, I offer coaching, so I really believe in this container for healing and I always have some type of coach in my close vicinity. I have a network of coaches and healers that I can call on if I need them and I'm always somehow in exchange with a coach so that I can have the safe space as well and be in this container in which I can experiment, be vulnerable, discover who I want to be, better understand what is holding me back to go there. And I really embrace this method for me as my main growth and healing tool, to be honest. And different coaches use different healing modalities and methods. So you have to see some coaches you resonate with, others you don't. It's the same for me. Sometimes I don't resonate with someone and then two years later, they are exactly the right person for what I need. So those things can also change. And what I love about coaching is that it's very individual and tailored to the coachee. So you can be sure that you get to talk about and investigate whatever you want or whatever you think is important. A good coach might give you a hint or two on specific topics that might not be on your radar at the moment or you're not comfortable really talking about it and then the two of you can find out why that is because that's often also very helpful to figure out why we avoid a specific topic and usually that's a that's a big one as well and this is where you get a lot of insights. For my coaching offers I use a pretty structured process and a framework so it helps me and it will help you to always know where we are on the journey, what's coming next, what it looks like and so on. So we have this uh, not rigid but structured uh, framework around it and then within the sessions I work a lot with more intuitive methods. So I invite flow into the sessions. As I said, the, the tapping one, for example, it's a very flowy female energy inviting tool and it's not very strict so we can flow wherever we need to go within the sessions and well the modalities that I'm talking about and I talked about in this podcast the tapping meditation journaling and coaching conversations obviously are things that I use in my offers and my offers that also includes Instagram where I share a lot in my newsletter I share and of course here on the podcast on the healthy and the Lined podcast 
So if you are looking for individual or for group coaching offers, you can schedule a discovery call on my website, zenandgreen.com, where the two of us can just get together, have a little chat about what you want, where you're stuck, where you want to be, how you can imagine this process to be, and then we'll figure out what will serve you best and see where we go from there. I hope this little introduction to the healing modalities that I use has helped you a little bit and has provided you with some insights. I will leave you to it now. I wish you a beautiful day and we will speak soon. Bye.